Welcome to On the Brink, a fresh lens to take you and your business to new heights. Hi, I'm Andy Simon. I'm your host and your guide. And as you know, my job is to get you off the brink. We want to bring you people who are going to help you see, feel, and think in new ways. Because it's only when you see something and you feel it that your brain can start to think about how can I apply this and how can I do it in a way that's going to help me soar. And that's what we love to do. I have today two marvelous women who are going to help share with you their own journey. And when you listen to their journey, you're going to go, oh, my, if they can, I can. And what kind of wisdom have they brought to their whole industry of women's fashion? I met Roseanne and Clara Sunu as I was doing our book. And my book is called Women Mean Business. I'll show it to you again. It's called Women Mean Business, Over 500 Insights from the Extraordinary Leaders to Spark Your Success. And their pages in here are just gorgeous. What we did was we collected the wisdoms of 102 women. And Roseanne and Clara came to us, I think for Robin Spiesman, one of our co-authors. And we were so excited to share. So first, I want to tell you a little bit about them. I want to thank them for joining us. It's going to be fun to really dig into two creative women who have built something unusual. I'm wearing their jacket today and their blouse and their pants. And I and I, and I wear it all the time. It's so comfortable and it looks good. And it's really designed for me without them knowing me. So who are they? At Clara Sun Wu, the name of the organization, the, of, of the company that they founded, we make clothing that's just like you, strong, feminine, and everyday ready. It's true. Since 1997, Clara Sun Wu and her daughter Roseanne, Clara and Roseanne, um, have worked together to create timeless designs that fuse classic styles with modern edge. And this fabric is really fascinating. You're going to really understand it as they talk about it. Their goal is to have women not just look, but experience and feel edgy, empowered, and beautiful. Yes, I do. It's so much fun. We're a cross-generation, ageless lifestyle brand. Every design we create must be wrinkle-free, travel-friendly, and effortless. They know me. I've already got 3 million miles on American, over 100,000 this year alone, every week on a plane. You need clothes that move with you. So today we're going to hear about their journey because I do think it's a journey that is going to inspire you. It's going to absolutely celebrate what they've done, but elevate what you can do and educate you about how to think about what's happening and what change can bring to you and your brand or your business. Roseanne and Clara, thank you for being here today. Oh, thank, thank you so much, you. Andy, for having us. We're, we're really happy to be here. I can't tell you how much. And it's really fun to share them. Every time I see them, I go, oh, this is so much fun. Please share your story because it's a very touching story. It touches my heart and I don't want to share it for you. Please. So one of the things I really want to let everyone know that's listening is we did not go to fashion design school. <laughs> uh, we're not from that background. Um, my mother and father came to the United States um, from Seoul, Korea back in uh, 1975, around 1975, uh, with two suitcases. How much money? One thousand dollars. One thousand dollars. That was it. it. <laughs> that was it. Right. Um, so you can imagine with a thousand dollars, you're not buying much. Um, and then I was born uh, and I remember I became an unknowing apprentice in the family. So I know, Mom, we have a lot of photos in the family. We're wearing the same watermelon prints yeah. as children. <laughs> I mean, we would make everything. We made curtains. 
pillowcases. Um, so our background really came, we were hands-on and it really came from necessity, This uh, the talent to make things to use your hands. Um, we were not going in a direction going into fashion in any sense. Uh, however, we were making clothing for friends, family, or, you know, for ourselves. And a lot of people would ask you all the time to make clothing for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I made like a very beginning start to your clothes mm-hmm. and a convenient clothes. <laughs> well, you and know, it's interesting because <clears throat> my mother's mother came here from Russia through England to here and she was a seamstress. Not an uncommon job or career. I'm not sure she thought of it as a career. It was what made enough money for her to raise six children. Right. So I fully appreciate this. So as you were making clothes for others, what did you discover? So we noticed a lot of, I mean, and they would have, they were gorgeous, like all shapes and body types. Um, what we noticed is the fashion industry, and it was, we were feeling the same thing, um, there were they put us in categories. I felt like women had to, if you're this type of person or this age bracket, you must look like this. And it was really tiring. And it was really just in our minds, we're very modern and we're very just forward thinking. And it seemed backwards to us. And it was really frustrating to try things on where things were ill-fitting. Um, I think what we're known for as designers is the perfect fit. Um, very, we're both perfectionists. We're very detail-oriented, and it's the subtle the subtle work that we do that really just things drape well. And we understand the the body, um, the form really well, because we worked with so many different body shapes, so many different um, women. And it really allowed us to understand how to design better. And also we knew who our audience was. We realized there were so many women out there that were feeling the same things we were. Um, when we talk about an ageless lifestyle brand, we have so many different types of women were our collection. And it's really about how you put it together. And I want to go back to the way you feel. Mm-hmm. Yes, looking good is wonderful because it's going to make you feel good when you look good. But it's really the the feeling, the empowered in the inside. And when you wear fabrics that let you move and breathe and you feel really comfortable in it, but it's high fashion because we're not cutting corners. Um, I think that's going to empower women and it's going to make them really elevate in so many ways. Uh, I think that's important. And that's, that's our, I think our main reason for creating the line. We we did it in 1997. We started with a capsule collection. Uh, there was a lot of risk because we use our life savings. Right. And um, I think we, we said, I, I had approached my mother and I said, why don't we create a very tight collection, debut it at a trade show and just see what happens. And I was actually possibly heading towards law school uh, being, you know, the good immigrant child that, you know, everyone expects you to go to law school or, or med school. And right. That's, I mean, that's what happened. <laughs> that's but, the parents right? That was the parents dream yeah. back then. Uh, but I made a U-turn and, and um, I'm so glad we did make that U-turn. Um, it was very, very, I think, uh, nerve wracking because trade shows are expensive to do. But in the beginning, you learn as you go. We did not come from the business background, the fashion background. Um, it was winging it a little bit. And I and I want to talk about this too. I think a lot of women in business or women who want to go in business or become entrepreneurs, I mean, they have fabulous ideas, but I think they never get to the other side until they feel like I need to learn everything. I need to 
uh, make sure that I have this degree, this certificate. And then once I get there, I'm going to jump to that other side. I think in reality, it doesn't work like that. Um, I, I think there are certain things that you need. Yes, you, you need to get those, you know, licenses and certificates. But but for many to jump to to start your business, it's a little bit of just taking that leap of faith and the hope that and and it does go back with you know to hope where we obviously our back was against the wall and we were hoping that this would work and it did. You know though. Um, I often talk about, I'm an anthropologist, and I love to talk about taking observation and turning them into innovation. At the time, were you already seeing what you know now, that the clothing industry, um, you know, I, I can fully appreciate how the clothing industry categorized women and, and made clothes for particular kinds without any larger philosophy. Because what you're talking about is a very different philosophy than something for a uh, 50-year-old or for a 30-year-old. I mean, you were talking about being able to travel with it, feeling flexible, letting them feel good. You know, was that early in your observations about this or did it come with time? And, and it, it may be both. I think it was actually early on because it was, well, it started with just ill-fitting things. And also I think- And they give, you know, people, we give them more shape. Yeah, right. Yeah, we made yeah. us happy to give yeah. shape. Yeah. We we noticed a lot of women were wearing if they felt uncomfortable with themselves, they would wear like larger, looser pieces. And we saw that that wasn't helping them and, and they could have fun with fashion. And I feel like fashion fashion is there is a sense of joy. You know, when someone feels there's joy in that. And we really felt I mean, some of our best moments where women would come out of the dressing room and you could <laughs> they're almost in tears. And when you feel and experience that, we realized we had something, you know, to share yep. uh, and it made us feel really good. Um, and, and so I, I think it started off with fit and seeing that joy and then really understanding that. I think also women in business at that point, I, I remember being in a lot of meetings as I was working with different companies Sometimes I would be the maybe the youngest female or the only female in that meeting. And yes, I noticed that. And then I started to realize, like, we really need to empower ourselves and, and, and get to another place here. This is not I, I, I just especially in the fashion industry. That, that's what I, I saw. Well, but you're doing a gift for I mean, I, I was that woman. I, I left academics and went into banking as a consultant. And I was always the only the first. Um, whether it was a boardroom or it was a C-suite, and I didn't really know how to dress. I felt like it was theater. What What is the part I'm supposed to play and how do I dress the right way to fit that part? How, what do I say? It was, you know, people talk about imposter syndromes. I said, I've always been an imposter. You know, I was going into venues with um, folks who didn't look like me and they didn't say anything, but you try to figure out how do I belong? What do I do to fit in? And, and the, the clothing, Brooks Brothers was for men and you bought their clothes for women, but you look like a man. And it wasn't me, but I wasn't quite sure what was me. And so, you know, you're raising some important questions for the women and for you who are watching or listening. Think carefully. Who are you? How do you dress so that you thrive and you feel exhilarated about putting it on? This is a great jacket. I put it on. I go, oh, please continue. As your journey went. How did it become 3,000 boutiques that you're in? Because this didn't happen overnight. No, it didn't happen overnight. But um, I think we like 
doing things local, being hands-on. Uh, we noticed that we like to know who our buyers were. They gave us feedback. It was almost like a patchwork yes. of, of boutiques where, and that wasn't something that we originally said, okay, this is our business plan and this is what we're going to do. But we realized that the whole department store model was just not quite, I felt like as designers, we were we were going to work for them. Yes. And they were going to box us in in a way where we had to design for what they were looking for at, during that season. And I, I don't think that would have, we would not be able to shine in that, in that realm. So once we started working with all these local boutiques, it, it, a lot of it was word of mouth. We had also a lot of celebrities find our collection. Uh, a friend, they were shopping at a boutique, they would get gifts. And, you know, that led to a lot of big surprises. Um, and I'm going to mention we were, you know, we were on Oprah's favorite list not that long ago. Um, and, and actually they did a commercial on us, which was amazing. We had a Today Show segment. Um, we're in this book, Women in Mean Business. Um, talk about... Yeah, so lucky. We were so lucky. That, I mean, we work we work hard and we're we're always work. I think we don't know how not to work because that's who we are. Um, and we love what we do. But however, I do think um there was a this the consumer out there reached out to us. We didn't use PR companies, it, it was a very organic way yeah. of growing. And then we just grew into 3,000 boutiques with every with boutiques in every state, and we realized that that was where we belong. And now a word from our sponsors, Simon Associates Management Consultants. That's us. And we're here to help you see, feel, and think in new ways. Whether you are an organization that's stuck or stalled or an individual in that organization who's looking to rethink their own life's journey, Simon Associates has designed programs and processes to help you do just that. Our first book, On the Brink, A Fresh Lens to Take Your Business to New Heights, told the stories of seven clients who were stuck or stalled and a little anthropology helped them see things through a fresh lens, reignite their growth and soar again. My new book that came out in January, 2021 is called Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business. It's all about how 11 women, including myself, were able to see past the hurdles, the glass ceilings and the brick walls and become the best that they could be. They heard things like women aren't lawyers and women can't lead and women aren't in geosciences. And they said, of course we are. And they really pushed through and did it with such ease that they want other women to see what's possible. At the end of the book, I provide a bit of a how-to process for you. If you're on the brink of rethinking your own life's journey, it's time to pause, step back and ask yourself, where am I going? What's my passion and my purpose? And am I there or can I get there? Send us your emails to info at andysimon.com and we'll get right back to you to see how we can help. On andysimon.com are some free chapters for both books. And you can also join our newsletter and our Facebook group, Rethink with Andy Simon. We are bringing together women to help other women do what they can't do by themselves very often to see what's possible and become the best that they can be. Come join us. And now back to our podcast. Now, how do you manufacture to support 3,000 boutiques? I mean, are you like Zara that makes it just in time? Or, you know, do you have a lot of inventory? I think it's interesting to think about, you, you made a good point before. People want to be really competent before they go into something. And you illustrate that we learn on the job and we grow and prosper. You can too. But how do you do that part? 
So sometimes um, we wish there was a crystal ball. <laughs> um, and I have to say the business has changed a lot. The fashion is- industry has changed a lot in terms of the calendar after the pandemic. Yes. So um, I, even department store buyers, uh, corporate buyers, down to boutique buyers, they are buying a little bit closer to season. Uh, so the calendar has changed. We do, and, and knock on wood, we're, we're, we're confident enough to have built a loyal clientele that we do tend to um, create our collection and uh, maintain inventory up to a certain point so that we can be ready when the stores are buying later than the season because you can't just turn things around overnight. This is, you know, we're always living a year ahead or, you know, our whole season ahead. Yep. Um, so, uh, you know, I think it's definitely, I my heart goes out to a lot of newcomers in the fashion industry because I, I don't think it's fair to, 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 to expect everyone to have the merchandise. Um, but we are very fairly lucky where we're able to have that loyal clientele that we know that they're going to support us. It is um, because to your point, it's a challenging time, um, both in terms of cash flow, inventory, financing and the complexity. You didn't go to law school, but in some ways you are very analytical and lawyer like. Are you a data person? Yes. So I believe so in the in the very beginning, when we started our company, there wasn't much data to go with. So you go with your gut, you're creating relationships, which, by the way, I think are so important because the mills and the relationships that I have uh, made. 25 years ago are the same mills I work with now. That's wonderful. And it's just so much better when you have that trust and the relationship and that history. Um, And and I think that's how you get through the tough times with with the the, the people that surround you. Um, Going past, you know, going with your gut in the beginning and taking those risks, data is so important. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, with the computers and and all of the information that you're getting, whether it be on the wholesale end or the retail end, we really need to know what the consumer is thinking. We need to know how she's changing, where she's going, what she's looking for. And my data or our data is really, it's showing that women are starting to break away from this traditional sense of, I need to look like this because this is my age. Uh-huh. You know, And even 20, 30-year-old women, they're starting to break away with, well, I don't need to wear these things. I can wear what I want. I love the vintage clothes. Um, I see a lot of mother-daughter teams just switch, you know, exchanging clothing. Um, I, I think it's a beautiful thing because I, I think women need to support each other more through generations. Yes. Bring them up. And it should not be separated because there's so much to learn from each other. Yeah. And in and and, and I, I think fashion too, it's it's um it's we shouldn't separate well I, and but you've also given them a way not to separate and i think that's the beauty of what you've created because you could preach that but if you can't find clothes that allow you to um feel and look good at any age it's difficult to believe that you can do that um and the magic in what you have is that i don't care whether you're 25 or 75 this jacket will fit you and look gorgeous on you and when you see it on stars i go oh that they were in the same jacket i am yes so it's uh, it's a, you've brought alive a philosophy that is just extraordinary because a you're living it but b you're letting others do the same clara you're smiling <laughs> <laughs> you are a happy woman aren't you 
Uh, <laughs> I, I, I try. <laughs> but, but you are. It's really wonderful to watch you smile. I, I'm curious. You have the 3,000 boutiques, but you, I bought online. How big is your online business? So our online business started ramping up more so, I think, around during the pandemic. So we were focused more on wholesale mm-hmm. prior. Um, and I think the world changed real fast. I mean, we 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 had an online presence before the pandemic, but we weren't not, we weren't focused on it as much. However, I think um, with the pandemic and everyone sped up with online shopping, even customers that would normally not online shop and say, I have to feel the fabrics, I have to try it on. They had to online shop at that point too. And now what we're seeing is the growth on the e-com side, on the online shops. Um, However, our boutiques are wonderful um, with carrying the line and keeping in touch with their loyal customers. So at the end of the day, again, it's a patchwork. Yes. And so it just keeps feeding, you know, the whole ecosystem of both, you know, the wholesale, the brick and mortar, the online, the e-com. Um, so we're in a very good position right now, but we, but again, going back to data and I think going into e-com data is even, yeah. I, I think it's, it's, it's so important because now you're not face to face with the customer. But they can also share a lot. We sh- we get a lot of exchange and information, um, and also just through social media. I mean, what I love about our social media, you see women of different ages, yes, different body shapes. Um, you know, maybe not so much online. You could see our models. We're still a small company, so we don't have the budget to. And I would love to at some point, but we don't have the budget to have twenty different models. We're t- you know we're not you know there yet. But what I love to show in social media are the real women. Yeah, because then you can really see what we're doing, and and I think that reality um, takes the abstraction. Remember, we live this kind of illusion, uh, and we imagine, and then when you see it, uh, you go, "Oh, that's what that is." Because if I hadn't met you, um, and and Robin hadn't told me how great you guys were, I'm not sure I would have been that curious about what it was. It 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 didn't seem to be, be fit me. Um, and then I saw it, I went, oh my goodness, that not only fits me. So, you know, now I have two jackets, two pairs of pants, two blouses, and I, I'm not quite sure I'm ready for the next one yet, but I, I don't have enough time to wear them all. But it, it is, but it is exciting to be part of something. And I, I share that with you because now I don't feel like I'm buying a thing. I'm buying part of us. And that collaboration, that sense of of uh, celebration, is really so very exciting. I am curious, and I'll be satisfied with my curiosity. How did you come up with this fabric? It's it's such a it's not leather. It's no, it's, it's not leather. And, and a lot of women don't like leather. A lot of people, or I personally don't either. It's very restrictive, and you just feel like it's yeah, stiff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what you are wearing is a special fabric we had invented, and we call it liquid leather. Yep. And liquid leather, it really feels like it's a knit. It's very soft. It's butter soft. It's stretchy. It's so lightweight and thin that you can actually roll up your jacket and put it in your purse. I know that it almost looks like a leather blazer on you right now, but it's very lightweight. We spent a lot of time trying to invent this fabric because we felt like leather or blazers and jackets, it's a sign of a woman that's empowered, at least to us, right? It's a very powerful jacket. Um, but we don't we don't like that stiff feel. And again, that's very masculine. Yes, it is. And I felt like we could take that idea, invent something that was so just 
feminine and comfortable and travel friendly and let women feel empowered. Because when you put a leather jacket on or a blazer, there's there's this, at least I feel something. Like I, I stand differently. And um, I think it's a sign of empowerment. And, and I love the fact that, again, it's made for everyone. And it travels. I mean, I swear it travels amazingly. You could put 50 of those jackets in a carry-on. Right. Yep. And, and, and it comes out looking perfect. And I went, oh, this is really amazing, amazing, amazing. So thank you for satisfying my curiosity because I did have to figure out how do you do this? It's not leather. It looks like leather. It feels like that blazer I love to wear. Do you know how many blazers I've worn over my lifetime? Um, it is truly, you know, part of my style. A pair of gray pants and a blue blazer, and you're ready to go. Now we call, have, it, we call it the new modern cardigan. It is. It's not a cardigan. Uh, and that's how women should think about it. It's like, do you grab a cardigan when you're chilly at the office? Or if you're out to dinner? Or you're at the movie theater? I, I'm always kind of cold with the AC. This is something that you could just pull out of your bag. It's very yeah. light. And it's cool. So I want to wrap us up because I'm about ready. But I, before we're gone, you wrote something really wonderful here. I don't want to lose it. Uh, in our book, Women Mean Business, you write, the modern woman is ageless and fearless. What a great view. And the fashion industry must not categorize her. We are obsessed, it sounds like it, with changing the way women think about style and comfort. Our mantra, make women feel good and spread joy one woman at a time. And I, I just, you know, it captures the power and essence of who you are, how you've come from, you know, an, an immigrant with a thousand dollars in your bag and turned it into an amazing experience. And I don't think you're done. Um, do you see much in the future that's going to be coming soon we should pay attention to? And then we can wrap us up. I, I don't think we're done either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're done. I think um, the creativity that we have, I think we, we've gotten, we, we just got started because I feel, I, we feel the energy yes. from the women now. I feel like they're finally understanding what we're doing. And I think we're on the same page now. And there's a lot of women, like, it's not just a brand to shop, but it's like, join the club. Yes. It's, it's a mentality. You don't lose that thought, because that's exactly what you, you pull us into belonging to the next stage in our personal lives and your um, your design. So I, I think you're absolutely right. It isn't the end. It's the beginning of the next phase. And this is a collaboration that's going to be very exciting. Okay, my dear friends, one or two things you don't want our listener or viewer to forget, because they always remember the end better than the beginning. I, well, we both think that you need to be fearless. All the women out there, if you are having second thoughts or you have a great idea, don't wait on it. You know, think about, think about what you, what can you lose, you know, and if it's not grave, try, because you don't need to know everything to start. Um, the other thing is really enjoy, love yourself, find joy in, in fashion and don't let people categorize you because yeah. every day could be something different. And I would, I'm a big believer of never say you'll never do something or never say no to something because you might find you'll be surprised. <laughs> um, so, and I do want to say, if you do want to look for our brand online, please head to www.3w's.clarasunwoo.com. And that's C-L-A-R-A-S-U-N-W-O-O.com. 
And we are so happy that you have invited us for this podcast. And this, this is a great time. Thank you. It's a great time. And I'm happy to be part of your club. And so send me a little membership card because I think that the clothes are transformative. And, you know, the book that we wrote was to celebrate and elevate women. Um, I am so delighted that I had the opportunity to meet you and to share you. You really are taking women off the brink and helping them see, feel, and think in new ways so they can soar. Am I right? Yeah. We are together. So let me... It is fun. And you're also smiling a lot, which I think is great. I'm going to thank everyone for coming today. I do want to recognize the fact that Women Mean Business, the title of our book, is a trademark owned by the National Association of Women Business Owners, who have really done an amazing job helping women business owners grow, thrive, build their businesses together. So I thank them for the opportunity to use the title for our book, Women Mean Business. It's been a pleasure. For those of you who come, send me new people to bring on. I have no shortage of a line out the door, but I always love my listeners to come and send along people they met, they thought, they met on a plane. It doesn't much matter, but they thought it's worth listening to them. As you heard today, the journeys are all very important because they open your mind to what you can be. All my books are on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and I love you to give me a review on Amazon if you really love it because it's great fun to share it, and I'm a sharer. been a pleasure. Thank you for coming to On the Brink. I'm going to say goodbye now and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. <laughs>